Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. I am your host, Chip Patterson. Kyle Porter, our distinguished senior golf columnist, Take Smith. Man, Kyle, you've you've cooked up a good one for the people. The, it's a, the a, takes are the takes are flowing. I I, I got carried away, <laughs> and that happens. You know, that's something that the the audience <laughs> needs to understand. That you know, when you're when you're really working at it, heating them up. Some sometimes you just lose control, and so Kyle, begin your defense of an argument which you can find on CBSSports.com right now that Justin Thomas is not only keeping pace but maybe might be better than Jordan Spieth. Yeah, I know it's crazy. And and I don't know that I actually believe it. I kind of just wanted to, it's like a thought experiment. Yeah. I wanted to float it out there because I think that, so, so I think what happened in the wake of, of tiger and we saw this with Spieth is like Jordan Spieth won eight of his first hundred events and people are like, eh, okay. And it's like, no, wait, wait, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, th- this is this doesn't happen, you know, and so because people did that in the wake of Tiger with Spieth, in the wake of Spieth with JT, they care even less, and it's like, well, wait, wait, th- we might have we might have two historically great guys here. We might and, have no-brainer Hall of Famers casually out here in their mid twenties flourishing. Do you remember when we did over unders? I'm going to go back to this for the next ten years, and you and I laughed at you about JT at like what what, what was the number? I think it was fourteen and a half, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> it he was might, he might get he yeah. might get there this year. I know, <laughs> incredible. But but no, so Justin Thomas has won eight of his first. Uh, the Honda Classic was his hundred and first PGA Tour event. He played in. One when he was like 15 years old, but Spieth played in some as an amateur as well. So I'm I'm just I'm not taking out the pro versus amateur. I'm just just totaling them all up. Uh, they both had one win through their first 50, four through their ver- first 75, and eight through their first 101. Uh, Spieth is up to 11 through 132, so he's pretty much tracking on like eight to nine percent of the time he wins uh, a golf tournament that he plays in which is historically remarkable uh, but Thomas is right there and the number that I was looking at we could talk about major championships in a minute but the number that I was looking at is what's the total number of world golf ranking points that you get for winning the golf tournament so if you win a major if you win the masters you get a hundred world golf ranking points. Okay. If you win, uh, like Pebble Beach, you get fifty-two or fifty-eight or fifty-six, depending on who's in the field. If you win, uh, something like the John Deere, which Spieth has won twice, you only get like thirty-six or thirty. So all of it is based on uh, quality of field. And if you look at their average world golf ranking points earned through eight wins, uh, I was only looking at the wins because Spieth has a lot more top tens. Uh, Spieth has earned an average of 60 for his first eight wins, and Thomas has earned an average of 59.5 for his first eight wins. So the quality of field for, for these first eight wins is comparable. Is comparable. The only difference, really, is that Spieth won two majors through his first 101 events, uh, and JT only has one. Now, Spieth has three out of his first... So Spieth has played in 19 majors as a pro. He won three. He's won three of them. JT's only played in nine, and he's won one of them. So he's got ten 
majors more or less to, to try to equal Spieth. But my point in all of this is Thomas is kind of like on the same trajectory as Jordan Spieth. And we've been talking about Jordan Spieth as potentially an all-time, you know, top 15, 20, 10 player ever. It might, it might be time to start talking about Thomas that way too. I think that um, we are – we he, first of all, like how about this? I think that Justin Thomas already deserves Hall of Fame consideration for emerging past the Jordan Spieth's best friend narrative. <laughs> how about that? Did you, hear, did you hear him get asked about it on Sunday? I don't know if you saw the, the – It was Co- well, Costas told him he passed him in the world golf rankings, right? I was like, what, what do we have to do to get away from this narrative? I think that we have, I mean, though. I think, that, I think that for the most part, we're past that one single photo of them eating hot dogs on the side of the hill. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would hope so. I mean, it, it's just it's so unfair to JT, and, and, he's still, and now he's getting questions about Tiger. In his, in his, he just won the tournament. It's like, what do you think about the, the galleries around Tiger? And it's like, what? Like why are, why are we what are we talking about? Okay, you know? so if we've if we've under if we understand and we have reached a consensus agreement that uh, Justin Thomas is off to a historic start to his pro career and that with his talents uh, there is we should put him in the same sort of bubble that you know the there could be uh, almost limitless. Um, success in terms of especially against your peers. Now we've got to cast him as a character. And I, I called JT as the winner. I've really enjoyed watching it. You know, you call him, he's a killer. And I, I like that description a lot, but he's kind of becoming a little bit of a villain uh, yeah. with the ejection of the fan uh, among and complaint. Wasn't it complaints about galleries recently? So what do you think? about the fact that JT's a player on a historically great pace currently on fire is sort of be filling this role, this villain role on the PGA tour. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it, it doesn't really fit. I think it's super fun. Like I think JT as a villain would be awesome, but it doesn't really fit his personality. Like he's super nice and pretty, pretty laid back. And I, I think that, uh, I think that him and Spieth are actually a lot alike on the course in terms of um, very emotional, very just deep into their rounds and and just thinking about a ton of different stuff. And I, and I think they're kind of wired the same way. That's one of the arguments I made in my column is that I, I think those two more than – and I think I've said this before. More than anybody in the world, I think those two care about <clears throat> their legacies and winning um, – Maybe maybe more than anybody else. I, I know that sounds completely unfair. And I'm sort of talking about like the top guys, like the top 10 or 15 or 20 guys. I think those guys just like I don't think they care about the money or the fame or anything that goes along with it. I think they care about winning. And I think that um, there, there's some some tiger in there because right. that was always his deal. I, and I don't I don't know that Dustin Johnson is like that. I don't know that. Uh, Rory McIlroy is like that. I don't know that Ricky Fowler is like that, but I think JT and Spieth both are, and they have uh, the talent to kind of back it up. How about this? Well, go ahead. No, I I, I was done. Uh, I was going to say, how about this? Would you be surprised if Justin Thomas, or who between Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth 
would you uh, put your money on to continue that hunger on in their life? Because I was just, I, I was running through in my head as you were talking out loud and I was like, all right, well, Dustin Johnson in a little, like kind of, in my opinion, has some of a, a been there, done that approach right now, like kind of moved on, like new chapter, like different sort of phase of his career. Um, you know, Ricky Fowler and Roy McIlroy, you've discussed, you know, personality wise, uh, maybe there's, um, you know, that's, that doesn't match what you're talking about with Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. But I do think the fact that Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are still so young with their life, you know, off the golf course as well. Like which of those two do you think is more likely to go through, um, you know, for speed, you know, this coming up, getting married, uh, whether or not they're, you're going to have kids, those sorts of things. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I, I don't know that I know either one of them well enough to say, I, I, I will say this. I, I could see Spieth getting um, like you don't want to say comfortable is bad because you root for people as human beings. You're like, oh well, if some things come together for you in your the rest of your life, then that's great. Like uh, I just, yeah, I, I was curious. Well, well yeah. So, so there's there's two schools of thought with this. One is the Tiger golf is the only thing that matters. That got like practicing 15 hours a day is the only way I'm going to get to where I want to go. And the other is the Jack Nicholas of like, Hey, balance matters and having a bunch of kids matters. And like those things actually help you get to where you want to go in golf. And, and, and so I, I don't think either are necessarily wrong. I guess, I guess I could see Spieth being more like that. Although I, I really see Rory being more like the, the Nicholas thing than either Spieth or JT. Uh, but I, I think that especially right, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would say I think that JT is more obsessed with it. Right. In, in terms of like from a Tiger perspective. Yeah, I I would agree with that for sure. And some of that, and some of that is just because uh, I will admit some recency bias just because we've got Jordan Spieth getting engaged in our recent memory. So it's like Jordan Spieth's getting engaged. What's the, like, what's the latest headline for Jordan Spieth? Jordan Spieth getting engaged. He's playing golf pretty good right now. What's uh, it, Justin Thomas's latest headlines? He's just burning it down. At, uh, Spieth, Spieth hasn't won since he got engaged. How about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's. How about for uh, the other action that that we had? Um, we got Tiger shooting in the sixties. We had. Uh, a pretty fun, I think, and you you made this comment, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. Was it Friday morning in the first nine holes where he really get, or, or Saturday, where he was hitting it real close to the pin, and he had a lot of like ten to fifteen foot birdie putts that just didn't drop, and some of them were just burning the edges. But I think you made a point that there were about five or six strokes that could have really changed where he was in the golf tournament. Yeah, it was Saturday morning. Saturday I, I morning. He, I thought he could have won the uh, – I think it was Saturday. I, I thought he could have put himself in position to win the golf tournament then, and he didn't because he missed putts. Now, I don't – like, missing putts, like, who cares? I, I, right? I think that – like, I, I care very little yeah. about whether he's making or missing putts. I think that his, he's he proved in his first two outings at Torrey and, and uh, Riviera that the putter's still – still there. The short game is, is 
actually very good compared to where it was uh, when we saw him uh, however many years ago it was 15 I guess is when he was struggling with with the chipping um, his iron play was unbelievable I, I I don't I think it's hard to overstate how good it was now did he miss some fairways yeah did he hit some did he play the par threes pretty terribly uh on the back nine yeah but i i just i it almost it it almost feels like we're underplaying how impressive he was he was unbelievable well am i am i how about this on the other side of it and am i being too kind for giving him a total pass on how poorly he played the bear trap 15 16 17 and the fact that if those holes were pars instead of over par scores that's what five or six strokes and that has him uh, eight it was eight eight it was eight over eight yeah i am i is is that uh am i being too much of an apology tiger apologist to give him a pass on that uh not i don't know maybe i i mean n- nobody played those ho- i mean the guys that that uh, played those hoes well uh were contending for the tournament so I mean, I, yeah, I guess if if you thought that he should have contended or, or won the golf tournament, but I, I mean, can we talk about the 128 mile an hour clubhead speed? Mm. That that's a joke. I mean, I I think that like that's that's the kind of clubhead speed that like you get from a 23 year old who's never like never woken up sore. So do you all right? So do you think that he's changed his swing, or is he just swinging faster? I I don't know. I mean, he he said after his round that he's that he's changed his swing. He said a lot. I I, I don't I don't know what that means. I don't I don't even know what the iteration before this was of his swing. There's I don't been, know what software update we're on with Tiger's swing right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. There there were like three or four famous swing changes with him. So uh the amateur swing, the I think he I think it uh I think that went through like ninety nine, uh changed it in two thousand, changed it in whatever, oh five, changed it in eight, maybe and then changed it in 12 or 13, 11. I, I don't know. So there were, there were like four of them that were really big swing changes. And it's incredible that he was able to do what he did. And this one is like, I don't know, maybe like a, a mashup of all of them. One of the things that he said that was interesting, I wrote about this on Tuesday, is that he's trying to learn how to hit his old shots by using a new swing. And he's like, I just can't, I can't put my body in the positions that I used to be able to, which... I, I saw some of the things he did at Riviera and it's like, it looks like you're putting your body in all kinds of positions that are horrific <laughs> for your spine. Um, but I, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, he's going to contend at Augusta, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like a real, like he should be one of the, the favorites at the Arnold Palmer Invitational in, in three weeks. He is going to, um, he is going to contend but ultimately finish like T T fifteen T fourteen at Augusta. 
Well, that's I'm fine with that. I mean, you'll take it. Bring me, bring me all the traffic. <laughs> You've used a couple times the phrase "We'll have to go get new server space" in both <laughs> written and audio word, and it makes me very happy. It makes me real happy to just imagine that you're letting the audience in to be like, "No, no, really." You guys might we we could crash these servers. The the, the pipe dream for me is uh, <clears throat> Phil Phil's in the house at like ten under on Saturday afternoon at Augusta, and Tiger's behind him, and he and he needs uh, he needs like he needs to go four three on seventeen and eighteen, and uh, he just he does he just stick he just <laughs> sticks one on eighteen. I will I will openly weeping in the i will be openly <laughs> weeping in the media center if we get tiger phil final pairing on on sunday afternoon well i've used uh i've used the the story that you reminded us of of uh 09 the cabrera year was it they went out 31 30 yeah yeah 61 on the Friday. it might have been 32 30 but yeah it was something just it was like a it's like a best ball 58 on the front oh. uh no big deal sunday afternoon at augusta um, what else uh, stood out what, like, from the action? Uh, Luke List. What's what do we know about Luke List? I mean, he's I don't not a ton. Yeah, he's a big hitter. I mean, and he obviously played. I, I thought I was really impressed by how he played on Sunday because it could have unraveled there. I mean that that was sort of a low key big time atmosphere with Tiger with uh, JT in the final pair. Like it was kind of a it was kind of, it felt kind of big time, you know, is that class? And, hey, I saw, all, all right, is that, is that tournament trying to get rowdy? I saw a lot of bros. Yeah. In the, I don't in the gallery. I, I, yeah, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of a, uh, like a poor man's, uh, voice man, like Phoenix. The like Luke list on his second shot fires it off into the gallery and the guy who finds it, has like a Coors Light, dead eyes, and a cig hanging out of his mouth as he like motions to his friends to come come see the golf ball. That was actually Angel Cabrera in the crowd. <laughs> that, was, that was doing that. Um, but yeah, I just um, when when uh, Justin Thomas uh, when when Justin Tom when it's Justin Thomas and Luke List, it's not that surprising that Justin Thomas ended up winning. Yeah, I agree, but but List made him earn it. I mean, the shot he hit on eighteen was was unbelievable. The one hundred and twenty yard shot after the drop. Uh, no, I'm talking about the he had a three. Uh, I think it was a three wood into eighteen in regulation, and had that eagle putt that forced Thomas to basically almost hole out. Oh yeah, uh, just to, just to get into the playoff. How about that? How about the shot by Thomas though? The wedge. Yeah. He was at. He was begging for it to fall. How good would that have been? Oh man! If he just, <laughs> I just. I, it's important to remember with Justin Thomas too. Uh, a great moment in Kyle Porter at golf tournaments history when, for his club toss. Hmm. You know. Those are the those are the players last year. Yeah, we got to we got to keep it all in perspective. We got to remember I was, I was, the full spectrum. I was standing right behind him. Looked up at at Solly. Just what what has JT done? What has he done here? <laughs> you solid? had a stink face, like <laughs> you just uh, opened a diaper. That's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, 
Oh no, man. Uh, I I love the I love that tournament. I think it's fun that guys just kind of get beaten down by the wind and by how tough it is, and it's it's interesting down the stretch. I, I like tournaments where it's like, yep, no idea what's going to happen here. You know, going into fifteen, no clue. <laughs> um, and now you get Ricky miss cuts. You get Rory shooting. You know, tying for fifty fourth because he made a quad and a triple and two doubles or whatever. So that that stuff will happen. But you also get, I mean, it's a pretty good leaderboard. You know, JT, uh, Tiger, Alex Noren, Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood Fleetwood's winning this week in Mexico, by the way. Calling it. Yeah, just just walk off. I Fle- mean, Fleetwood and Noren are really uh, really starting to. That was that was a tournament. For them to kind of be uh, make making their Ryder Ryder Cup Ryder Cup feels for American golfers, the Ryder Cup is going to be. I, I'm going to say this every podcast because I don't care. The Ryder Cup is going to be freaking insane. It's going to be a stripe show. It's going to be unbelievable. The ball the, the, the ball striking between these two teams is out of control. The level of golf that's going to be played in Paris is going to be is going to be a joke. I mean. Uh, there's going to be guys left off of both teams. I think I saw this the other day, like 20 of the top 24 players in the world are uh, either European or American. Mm. I mean, that is unreal. The, the, it, it, uh, man, I can't wait. I, uh, I got to get out there. I got to figure out how to get over there. Um, so we got Tiger. We got, what about Sergio? Your pick to win? Yeah, he didn't he didn't putt it very well. He got off to a bad start. I think he shot 38 on his front nine on uh, Thursday, and he just never really recovered. Uh, probably probably a uh, mistake picking him in in the first his first PGA Tour event. He hadn't played in a few weeks, uh, so I think he was just a little bit rusty. How about you picking JT though? Did I know. you feel good about that? Yeah, I did. That was awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I I felt I felt pretty good about it, and uh, and and I was I wasn't. It definitely factored into this very conflicted experience because I think I was wa- I was watching uh, mostly with the rest of my attention dollars being spent on college basketball uh, covering on Sunday for CBS Sports and doing some HQ hits, but. So I was kind of away from I like I missed the ejection of the fan like I wasn't on I wasn't really paying attention to golf Twitter I was just kind of watching JT on like another screen uh, and fanning out a little bit you know like really really rooting uh, rooting for him to go get the W rooting for my pick to be right uh, yeah you know we're we're the biggest fans of ourselves when it really comes down to it and well, so of course yeah so I was like the, nice on the JT ejection. Uh, a lot, a lot of talk about JT's ejecting a fan, but I think we're losing focus on what matters here, and that was the gif that Tron tweeted, uh, because <clears throat> JT said, "Hey, you in the Seminole hat." Now, there's some controversy over whether he meant uh, Seminole as in the golf club, or Seminole as in uh, Florida State Seminoles, right? And Tron tweeted out the gif of Jameis Winston, uh, like squint, squinting the his screen, eyes yeah. at the at the at the scoreboard with his with his uh, Florida State hat on, and uh, the idea of 
Jameis Winston being the person that JT ejected from the Honda Classic is was probably the best thing to come out of that entire incident. <laughs> I mean, are you like are are you do you think cuz the the response too was like a lot of like oh he's a brat like there's there, there's some venom out there for JT. Well, I I think that you sort of have to so I was actually talking about this with my wife the other day. I don't really know why, but sort of the gold standard here is Tiger. Tiger has heard things that are just humans should never hear on a golf course. And how rare is it that you have heard him either call somebody out or have them thrown out? Now, he's had people thrown out, but he's done it through his cat. There's a way to do it discreetly that doesn't make you – kind of look bad I think the way that that it did for JT and he just I I think that the the issue was not that he had a fan thrown out it's that he went about it kind of the wrong way and uh I don't know I mean I I can see it both ways but I I have no issue with you getting somebody who's chirping at you tossed but there's and and wasn't there there's uh, just a different way to do it there was some talk that that fan had maybe been riding him for a while yeah I think that's what he said on uh, either in the press conference or on Twitter or something. Yeah. Which get out of here, Jabroni. Take your Coors Light and your Sig and eject yourself. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, next time, like, just tell your caddy, hey, have that guy toss. I mean, I get it. Like, I would, I would have already had like fifteen people ejected this year if I was JT or Spieth or whoever. Because yeah, I go back to the. Um, the Ryder Cup, I was walking with the Rory group. Uh, I forgot who they were playing. Might have been with Reed on Sunday. And somebody just screamed at Rory to suck a D. And Rory turned uh, – he didn't even turn around. The guy was in front of him, and he had him ejected like he was Lou Pinella in the mid-'90s or something. <laughs> you! Get out of here. Out of here, <laughs> yeah. And uh, – <laughs> I don't know where Lou Pinella came from. I don't but. know either, but I but you took it you took it there, and I knew immediately. I could imagine <laughs> Rory's motion, so you did your job as a storyteller. Uh, so I mean, it it certainly happens. It's just unfortunate the way, and and it should happen. I mean, it just is. It, I think the thing that's crazy about golf, and you really see this at the Ryder Cup, fans are so close to you. I mean, what what other sport are they that? It's it's kind of scary. Like I, nobody recognizes or even cares about who I am, and I'm kind of like fearful at times when there's a big crowd or there's a lot of people. I I don't know how those guys, especially Tiger. I don't know how they just make their way through it every week. It's it's really it's not a great situation. It, it can turn into a bad situation oftentimes. So I gotta be a rock star. Yeah, you, I mean, like you do. You kind of need a little that, bit of that, like rock star. Uh, you know, just uh, eliminating the impact of all these other human beings that are sitting around and just do your thing. I thought that was going to be a monster reference for Tiger with oh, Tiger. Damn, I missed it. Missed a great <laughs> opportunity. I'm not. I'm not as sharp as. Uh, I'm not as sharp as you. And like, uh, I feel like uh, Brendan Porath's really good Porath, about being on on Porath. the on the ball with monster references. He's got a, a deep well of monster references and jokes. He's got one. I wouldn't be surprised if he has one queued up for every round that tiger has left for the rest of the year. So he's probably got, 
He's probably got 20 or 25 that he's workshopping right now. Hey, more, they make me laugh and they make, they make the experience all that more enjoyable. Um, all right. WGC Mexico. Was it most of the top 50 in the world are here? Um, we've got Dustin Johnson as the defending champion. Uh, Justin Thomas, John Rom, Jordan Spieth, Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson, Justin Rose. Uh, what'd we say? No Rory. No. Uh, who else is our prominent not in attendance? No Jason Day. I believe no Stinson and no Hideki. But other than that, the whole gang's here. Other, other than that, yeah. Last year, last year Mexico was super fun. That's when Phil shot like a 69 uh, after hitting four fairways, which seems impossible. Um, and where we saw, that was kind of the, the, I don't know if it was like the coming out party for Tommy Fleetwood, but he played great there. Almost beat DJ. John Rahm almost took down DJ. It was a it was a fun tournament, and the top ten there was loaded. Rory was in it. I think Spieth was in it. Uh, I think Spieth's gonna have a big week. By the way, I think he's. I think that finding his putting stroke at Riviera combined with JT winning Honda, I think he's gonna be kind of ready to rock in Mexico. Oh but, my gosh, <clears throat> that's all, ready to take back his his number three. <laughs> yeah. But I've got I've got Fleetwood winning. I, it's mostly because I'm in love with his swing. Um, but he played great here last year. Obviously, played great at Honda. It would be his first PGA Tour win, which seems weird. It feels like he's won like three times. Well, he's, all on, he's are, only got the European Tour wins. Yeah, and maybe They've two, big ones, but, two or three. Uh, he's got four, I think, four? on the European Tour. Yeah. Um, no, he's. Like, like right now, Tommy Fleetwood is playing the kind of golf where you're looking at it and it's like, he's, he's going to win a major this year. Yeah, I know. The problem is there's like 11 guys that are playing like that right now. I know, but that's what makes it so great. I know I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, I've got Fleetwood winning. I've got DJ top 10 because he's been beat by like 17 players in two tournaments or in four tournaments. Uh, and then my, my, uh, Sleeper pick, Terrell Hatton. No no reaction to Terrell Hatton? <sighs> yeah. Not a fan. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> he's been, he's been uh, top 10 in like his last seven European events. I know. That's the thing. Which has been impressive. He's You know what he is? Yeah, Hatton, for me right now, is a Golf Channel ticker all-star. <laughs> I feel like I am not watching any of Terrell Hatton's golf, but I feel like I'm always seeing his name on the scroll. So yeah. I am not actually familiar with the player, though I do recognize that he has a surging presence at the moment on the European tour. I uh, He's great. He played really well at the, I think it was the 16 open at Troon that Phil and Stinson, when they went, bonkers i think he finished third or fourth there something I remember like that. that yeah um and uh he didn't have a great major season last year but he's a good player uh i can't well i mean obviously i'm on patrick cantlay as my sleeper mm. is that a sleeper though what would you say isn't he uh he's not in he's not 20 to 1 or better yeah he's like 33 i think mm. that's stealing <laughs> it's, uh let's see not gonna go ricky to win um 
Let me go Phil to win. Oh man, that would be awesome. Yeah, I there was a, there was a super cut that I think the Golf Channel put together. Maybe maybe it was someone else, and if so, I apologize for not giving you credit. But it was basic. It was all of Phil's post round comments from like the season so far, and you mm. just over and over again hearing Phil Mickelson say, "Body feels good. Game's in a good place." Yeah, when it comes together. He said, this is the quote. He said, when it comes together, I'm going to win one and then I'm going to win a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's a 45 second to one minute clip of him. Just all of these post round press conferences from all this recent great play. Him talking about how good his game is, how good he feels and how close he is not only to winning one, but winning a couple. I'm going to say it starts in Mexico. I think that's called the, the, I think that's called a parlay, Phil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for sure. For sure. And yeah, uh, that, that would be sweet. There, there's no, there's no more enticing storyline <laughs> to me than Phil just riding a heater down Magnolia Lane. Surging confidence. Phil Mickelson I mean, is my favorite Phil Mickelson. He's going to he's going to hold his master's presser from like a boat on the pond on 16. <laughs> he's <sighs> He's going to be so just dialed in and then he'll probably go out and shoot 78 in the first round at Augusta, but I'm here for it. I want it. Let's do it. Yeah, rock and roll. Um all right, any anything else you're uh, you're keeping an eye on or excited about in Mexico? No, I mean it, it's just these events are always hilarious because you'll have like a 40 shot disparity between first and last place because no cut, right? No cut. And then you'll get some exemptions that, uh, like I think the Mexico open champ gets in or something like that. And it's like, well, DJ's going to beat him by like 38. Yeah. Uh, so it gets, it gets a little, gets a little weird, but I'm excited about this event. I, I thought the course at Mexico was a lot more interesting than Doral. I never loved Doral. I know it was a popular spot on tour, but um, I'm excited. I, I loved watching this tournament last year. I'm excited about it again. Should be fun. Uh, you can follow Kyle on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, Kyle, looking forward to it. We'll be back next week. Okay, Chip. Talk to you then. <laughs>